What's up, everybody? I'm Vaughn. I'm Jenny. Thanks for rocking with us. And you're listening to Chameleon Love. What is Chameleon Love? Chameleon Love stems from a conversation I had with my wife, just letting her know that my love for her will always change. It'll have to change in the season that she's in, in the time frame that she's in, no matter the situation that she's going through, my love has to adapt to her. Much like a chameleon adapts to their environment, they blend in. I have to make sure that I adapt to her love. I have to love her how she is, and as she continues to change, I'll have to continue to find ways to love her as she is in that particular time frame. That's chameleon love. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to uh, part two of my husband's best friend is gay on chameleon love. I'm Jenny. I have my husband here sitting with me. Hey, hey. And then our one and only guest, Mario Lopez. How y'all doing out there? So welcome back, uh, Mario, or what I like to call hermanito. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, um, so last week we were talking about, we kind of left off with, um, kind of opened up the conversation about um, what it felt like for you to come out, what transition that you had in, in amongst that, um, what that looked like with you and, and your best friend and um, <clears throat> kind of how you've, you've embraced that thus far. So what I want to kind of pick up with now is I'd like to ask you since since then and since coming out and embracing who you are, how have you learned to embrace who you are amid people's perceptions of you? Oh. What, what, what does that look like? That's a loaded question. Um, you know, I don't think I, I honestly don't care. Yeah. You know, I am who I am. Uh, to know me is to straight up, and I don't want to sound cliche, but is to genuinely love me. Yeah. There are some people who will give you the side eye. Yeah, you know, and for whatever reason, but it, I, I don't worry about that. Like once I, <laughs> once I came out to uh, Vaughn over here, it was like everybody else. Goes, Everything I else just, is I good. I don't <laughs> care. Throw rocks, kick rocks. I don't care. If my if my best friend, my brother is like, I support you. Yeah. And I got your back. Then I'm like, everybody else fall in line or, hey. So you would say that his openness mm-hmm. and his acceptance of you really helped to open up everything else like it really helped to break barriers yeah for you and and owning who you are and walking in your truth would you say that yeah because i mean and i don't want to put no pressure on him and i mean we talked about this it definitely gave me hope in our um in our own community right you know because i was like man you know people they're so just closed-minded on how they think Mm -hmm. but that's a generational thing yeah you've been taught from generation to generation to generation to view things this way and feel things that way Mm -hmm. right so when you meet someone who is open-minded and is like you know what i'm actually okay with this because it doesn't bother me it has no effect on me whatsoever it doesn't change who you are you're still the same person right so yeah it definitely gave me oh you know what Maybe there is hope for the culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <know>? yeah. <laughs> I hate to put that cliche like Star Wars, a yeah. new hope. It was like, like, <laughs> there's a new hope. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it's but it's it's real and and like you said with the with the community um talk to me a little bit more about that like what adversity if any have you experienced specifically from the black community about um being openly gay has was has that been what has that looked like for you and and how has that shaped you um well for a long time even after i had um came out it was only to like close friends right because then it was well it's none of your business and i'm going to live my life and then little by little i think believe it or not once i started moving up in the corporate ladder you know i had i had met some setbacks and you know i kind of like had to struggle again and really restructure my life and so in doing that i just started meeting these awesome people and you know before you know it people get to know you and then it's like well they find out just from conversation we you know i might you know blurt out a name and they're like oh whoa Oh, I was expecting a Sarah, <laughs> not a Timothy. I'm just saying Timothy, but that right. you get that look a lot. Oh, okay. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, right. right. And so for me, yeah. um, just overall, I mean, yeah, you're, you're always going to have people that attend to look at you one way or, you know, if they said something, I never personally got any backlash or anything from it actually it was all honestly positive right from people who are not in my circle it's like oh okay you know so that was pretty cool yeah i i definitely seen um a transition from you from when you initially came out and told me um and it wasn't that you were being secretive about it but again like you say it was more of like a um it's not your business type thing right um to whereas now you're 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 more open about it you're more like you say on that if you know you know and whatever basically you know it's it's kind of that for lack of better phrase and excuse my french it's, it's that it's that effort attitude basically like i i don't care who you are i don't yeah. care what you think of me i'm me i right. I, I love me some me <laughs> i'm me and the people that love me that are close to me love loves me, me yeah and that's all that matters I agree. You know, it's funny you say that, too, because um, when our president, Barack Obama, and yes, I did use that in the current time because he is still my president. Um, <laughs> I think many people. When we have a president who that. in the government who embraces the community like that and he want, he says, you have the right. It's the law of the land. You can be married. You can do whatever you want yeah. and love who you want. And when you have someone that powerful and brace your you know your lifestyle you're like you know what if the president is like listen you are afforded these rights like anybody else then it's like you know what i have to stop hiding i don't want to be the poster child for the lgbtq community but it just so happens to be if you know me then i believe in rights for everybody i believe in love across the board because once again, as long as you're not hurting anybody, yeah, and it's none of your business. Stop, stop. We have yeah. to stop this, you know. But Basically. like you said, you know, I I think with that, you know, the religious standpoint, people's religious standpoints, right, mm. um, which can be a big um, barrier for some people, right? <laughs> uh, and you know, that's just not their reality. Yeah. Well, if I, if I can be honest with you, I'm dealing with a situation right now. I don't have a relationship with my mother. Mm. 
we don't speak because of my homosexuality. Mm. That's deep, ain't it? Yeah, mm. that's real deep. And so it, my mother gave birth to me. Right. And it's not like she didn't know. My mother yeah. always knew. She knew who I was. Right. So, and I think what hit her is at the time, there was a family emergency during the holidays this time a year ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she had met the person I was very much involved with and still involved with and it was too much for her right right and I haven't heard from her since and why do you think that is though do you think it was we always talk a little bit about um you know meeting people where they are and how especially with our parents sometimes things like this is hard for them to digest period because there's a lot of guilt there too so you know you know they got to think about maybe that she feels like she may have failed in some capacity or uh, maybe that she could have done something different you Mm -hmm. know maybe she wears your um your sexuality on her shoulders maybe she wears that as a badge of uh you know i think she you know what that's that's a that's a really great point i think that she does in a sense my mother was um my mother went to college she joined the military um we were always afforded a nice little comfortable middle middle class lifestyle me and my sister Mm -hmm. but in return if i can be honest um you know my mother she had her fair share of many lovers Mm -hmm. my mother was doing her thing living her great life her best life in the 90s and i think because there was a fluctuation of such a revolving door of different lovers and different men that somewhere along the line her poor decisions in that aspect somehow turned me gay right and that wasn't the case at all right it but, really wasn't yeah but you try telling a mom that who already feels the, the again guilt. like that right. badge of dishonor right you know toward her son right her. right and honestly i i don't think about it that much anymore that this this is her battle yeah it has yeah. nothing to do with me i've done every possible thing i can that's true um i really have you know um but she has to do what she feels is best for her yeah um and you know maybe down the line if i'm open to having a relationship with her then that's fine but for pretty much most of my adult life now we're talking from my early 20s and you know i'm in my 30s now there hasn't been a relationship so it's actually weird for me the few times that we have been together and it's like me her and my sister and my nephews or whatever it's kind of weird yeah because i'm not used to that i'm not yeah so that is like kind of weird to me i'm I didn't got to point one. Yeah, so so over, so over the weekend is is funny. Um, you know, just coming back from a a couple's cabin trip, um, and we were listening to a podcast. I think we were listening to a podcast, and it was talking about parenting mm-hmm. and the inability of your loving your parent through their adversity mm, yeah. and being mm-hmm. able to understand that they can only give you what they have, not what we look for. Um, or not what we desire, necessarily desire as children. You know, you have this expectation of, you know, unconditional love and that sort of thing from your parents. Like, that's the first place you get it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you learn how to exhibit it. And you set your, kind of set your expectations around that. Um, but then when it turns out not to, when it fails our expectations, you know, what, what happens when their love failed to meet our needs? <laughs> and when you're younger... You don't process that the same as you do when you get older, you know. That's, that's very true. Um, 
and so we were listening to that and and you know i think it was the rock and he was just saying how he had to learn how to love his dad for who he is today not for who he always wanted him to be because he never had the capacity to love him the way he he desired Mm -hmm. as a man so you know with that said do you think that that could be the case for your mom Hmm. you know in some capacity not maybe not all but looking on the outside you know looking a little bit deeper to in yeah because i you know let me let me say this i don't have any children okay i have a gang of nephews yeah a gang of nephews including ours yeah that's what i mean a gang of nephews absolutely they're included in that so the the and i and i and i've told and i've told vaughn this too and and i so mean this do the best you can possibly do to raise your children okay right be honest but do the best because here's the thing parents they tend to forget these little these little young beautiful children that are running around here yeah getting on your nerves messing up their room and not putting their toys back they're going to become adults yeah and they're going to hold you accountable for everything, everything. Mm-hmm. you everything did. and we talk about that now because parents you, you you know when you bring up something like man mom i remember when you did such and such yep. i don't remember that no no i didn't especially if it's negative it they has a negative s- connotation selective they memory. don't have selective yeah. memory they know exactly <laughs> what they did here's the thing here's you know? the thing my mother uh-huh. uses my sexuality as a way for her not to deal with the abuse and the pain that she caused me mm-hmm. my mother was physically and mentally abusive to me there my mother go. suffers from bipolar um disorder so extremely mental, bad there is health. no seriously it's it's Issue documented there. yeah my mother used to beat me really bad and so now as an adult she will now use my sexuality as a way to say well i'm a christian now and i don't want that in my house or i can't be around that no that's a deflect to say i can't face my son because I did him so wrong, I'm scared of him. Right. right. She's scared of me. Yeah. I'm not the. I'm not going to do anything to my mother. Yeah, but she's, but she's scared, scared of, that of the adult. Too. She's scared of the man that I become. Oh yeah. And it frightens her. Yeah. Mm. And and what you're gonna say? Because the man that you've become. Yeah. Don't take any crap. You don't have to sit here hey. and 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 listen Disregard to whatever. Disregard your feelings. And you're not right. just gonna let her say anything to you. Yeah. Right. You guys know me extremely well. Right. You guys know that I love to joke around. You guys know that I, you know, talk crap to y'all and give you a hard time. But one thing about me is that I can truly say, I believe, I I read that Bible. I hear it. Yeah. And if you want to have love in your life, you have to give love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I give love. I take care of my friends and my my and friends are my family. And be open to receiving it too. Yeah, you know? I do. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is though, like for me, I treat the ones that I really love and care about. I treat them so well. You do. Not because I have to, but because I want to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, if I can come over to your house, y'all's house, eat your food, mm-hmm. <laughs> drink your liquor. and sit on that couch and pass out and go to sleep we are family you understand what I'm saying we are family and um, what's able to get me through this cold world right this but, world is cold. And I think it's important that you said that to say that um, the dynamic is different. You know, so we, mm-hmm. we're, we're family. We call that family. Unfortunately, our, our parents um, didn't really understand what that meant. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they had their understanding of what family was, but was it healthy? Was it um, unconditional love? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so you know, back to that to the point of that podcast is like people can only accept what they know, you know, or what they are. It's funny you say that. You, know? you bring up a really good point because have you guys ever sat up there and watched an episode or two and like really watched it an episode of good times absolutely yeah why do they call it good times because there's nothing good that ever happens on that show Mm. it's one of the most dysfunctional black comedies of all time yeah but what kept them together it was their love right it was the good that was the good time right right but that's how our parents grew up yeah and the projects they went through that think about it my Mm. mother is 58 my mother was still, even though the Civil Rights Bill Act of 1964 was signed, our parents were still dealing with that, that dysfunction in their life. And so what happens? They bring it on down to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a product of the 80s. I was born in the early 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not too far off from that era. Yeah. Right. And it just, it just, it's, it keeps coming down and down. So when I have, when I see parents like you guys, I'm like, okay, I totally get it. You're doing the right thing. Right. I have so much other stuff to deal with. Like, you know, people ask me, well, what's the difference between gay love and straight love? And that, and that was, you, you're, you're in my notes right now. Cause that was actually <laughs> one, yeah. one of my questions. <laughs> there is no difference. Yeah. There is no difference. Oh, how I love and who I love is no different than this loving marriage right here. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I want everything you both have. I Aww. want the house. I want the kids. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I want the careers. I'm, I have a career. Right. I will have all of that. Why? Because I'm not only am I going to speak it into existence, but if you're going to be with me, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. That's it. And I love that you set your expectations up and open. Uh, and, and, and in the beginning, because that's what a lot of relationships don't do, you know, um, those expectations are huge, especially from the, you know, from the start, knowing what the blueprint is, you know, Devon and I talk a lot about what uh, the man setting the standard mm-hmm. in that relationship, regardless of if, if it's gay or straight, I truly believe that um, he gives you the blueprint. You know, and so when you come in knowing what you expect and um, date up to that expectation, you know, and and, and, and ex- that that is your expectation and that's what you require. Um, but it also takes some give take, too. So you have to learn how to be loved in loving someone else. Yeah. And that that's actually a little hard at times because, well, I'll be honest, I'm a dominating presence. I'm, I'm very much... An alpha you male. You don't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know <laughs> who I am an alpha male. when I walk into a room. You know, my, right. my name just flows right off the tip of your mouth. It's like, that's Mario Lopez. Mario? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's why I said the but, one and only, right? But the, right. But the thing is, and you know, but the thing is, is at the end of the day, I have to say like, okay, well, I'm trying to change this thing where I'm, okay, well, I'm going to be the man in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, my partner could be like, no, I'm going to be the man. Oh, boy, we got two, yeah, two dominant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now we got a problem. Right. This is right. the podcast right Houston. here. Oh, we got a problem. We got to figure this out. Yeah. Together. So, Together. How, so how do you figure this out when you have a dominating male 
and maybe another dominating male mm-hmm. trying to coexist together in a household or in a relationship how how does that work because normally in a in a in a man woman relationship you have the man who's the dominant one and then you have mm-hmm. the female in in most situations you got some females that are dominant yeah. but in in most situations you got the female that is the you know more emotional one the more you know softer loving one the the it's more uh, submissive the more submissive one that's the word i'm looking for so how 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 does that function you you have to talk you you genuinely have to sit down at the kitchen table and you really got to talk uncomfortable talk yeah Oh, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be easy. And yeah. also, and also too, thank goodness for friends like both of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've definitely. Because we've talked, had we've had plenty of conversations oh about relationships. Way, and the but thing plenty is, of uncomfortable conversation right, too. And I didn't even that. know that he would be, even be open to having a conversation with me. We yeah. could talk about it, and I would tell him, and Vaughn be like, "Dude, you can't say that to him. Like, that's not. You said that, like." I'm like, well, well, what? It's not Listen, a big deal. And you're like, you are dead wrong. Yeah, Listen, I'll like I, I be, be, right. be completely honest. When you first came out to me and, you know, we talked about that. And when you first got into a relationship and we were talking about the dynamic of a relationship, I did find it interesting. And I was like, because I've never had a conversation to where I'm talking to my homie but I'm referring to their significant other as him. Right. And so it was a little different dynamic. Yeah. So was but it awkward? It was. It was for me at first because it was new. Yeah. Anything is new most of the time is awkward. Yeah. But as we continue to talk and I don't even say guard because I really didn't have a guard up. I think it was my mind started to open up yeah. more. Yeah. And I was like, wow, basically he goes through the exact same thing that I go through in a relationship that he's going through. And then I was able to offer him advice um, on how I handle maybe a situation that you and I went through. I was able to give him that advice and he was, you know, receptive of it. And we would talk and we, we, we talk all the time about relationship stuff. I bet sometimes I'll ask him certain things that I'm just curious about. And he'd probably be looking at me like, why is he asking me this? Like, (laughs) no 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 you know no it's funny you say that real fast because there was a time you did and i was like dude like why does he want to know this about this individual right now curious but you were curious because you know you know because you would say mario i know you so when this went down yeah what did you say Exactly, and I would tell you what I said. And I'd be like, "You can't say Say that." (laughs) (laughs) But I think, like, even between you guys, you know, seeing you guys interact and um, come together and and grow in your brotherhood, I think it's important to, you know, to um, express the fact that that's chameleon love. That's what it's about. Like loving, it's not just relationship. Chameleon love is not just about relationships or a significant other. It's about friendships. It's about friendships. It's about family. You know, everybody has their different is on a different course you know to wherever they may be but in order for us to truly be there you know for them and to love them unconditionally we have to love them for where they are and where they're going um and and so really quick um mario really want to um just hone in on one uh brief uh concept here in regards to this like when, when you talked about your mom a little bit with the mental health being a major concern Mm-hmm. What message do you have for those who are ashamed of being gay and the families who support them? That's, you know. Yeah. Okay. So what I would say to that is, and it's not going to be easy, 
and I don't want to sound overly cliche, but I'm going to just be honest with it. Right. You have got to stop caring about what people think about you. Mm-hmm. Family or no family, mom, dad, whoever, because we are all human and people as we are human, we don't get it right. Right. Okay. You have to believe in yourself and believe in who you are. My situation is a little different because if you get to know me, then you know I'm not cut from the norm and I have a very strong sense of personality, but that took time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, I knew I wasn't going to settle for this. I said, just, no, this, this, this mistreatment of me doesn't feel right. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to do something about this. And so now as an adult who I'm an, I am only responsible for my own universe right. now. Right. I'm a pretty happy guy. Yeah. Like I, I know I am. I am. I have, you know, four nephews that I dote and love to death. I have a godson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I would do anything for anybody because I have now, I have the family that I have long deserved. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. There, there, there are some people from my, my mother's side of family who have tried to reach out. And that one thing I am working on is being open to keeping in contact with them. Forgiveness is what part of that, you know. Yeah, or just oh, uh, not not even just forgiveness. Sis. I'm gonna give you something even better. Yeah. Just sheer attitude, like yeah. <clears throat> what? Yeah. What you want? We wasn't kicking it back in the '90s. Right. It's 2018. What you want? Yeah. Because that's my attitude. Because I've told Vaughn that Vaughn was like, well, you shouldn't kind of. Did you really say that? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's a growth moment. <laughs> it's a, right, right. It's because I'm not moment. perfect. So but. the families that support them, you know, what, yeah. what, what, you know, briefly, what, what do you say to the families who support their loved ones who? If or a you, gay and come out. If okay, so if you're supporting your loved ones who are gay, then the best thing you can do is keep supporting them. Yeah. There's no special blueprint for this. Continue to love them. They're people just like me and you. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right. The, if for another, probably for another podcast, and I want to end it with this real fast. <laughs> in our community, in our culture, religion has got people messed up there's nothing wrong with having a relationship with god because i believe in god but here's the thing you have to have a one-on-one relationship with god okay and whatever that looks like is is exactly and when you read that bible when you're reading it make sure you're reading it the way it's been worded to you because the bible doesn't spill anything about hate it's actually all about love and forgiveness but we're imperfect. Right. So that's going to take time. So just to love you, love yeah. them as, as they are. As yeah? is. Another thing is, too, is I want to thank both of you. This has been, like, one of the best experiences of my life. I kid you Aww. not. Like, I'm actually kind of, <laughs> I, I, could, I could do this every week with y'all. <laughs> no, but this has been great. You both are yeah. new. Thank you so much for both being leaders yeah. in this. This is beautiful. We need this. We need to. We get a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. It's, it's nice to get some of the, the good positive stuff too, you know. Right. And and that's important. So thank you both. Well, you're welcome. Thank you both. We for thank me. you. We appreciate you. Oh, yeah, man. Well, thank we you. thank you so much and for coming on here, man, and 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 sharing your story, our story, um, on this on on this platform, man. It's not everybody can do that. Not everybody are willing to be open enough to, you know, share some 
intimate things about themselves and 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 i, I greatly appreciate you yeah. you know i love you as a as, as a brother man you know i do anything for you i help you out any way i can you know that's how we function in our friendship and our relationship as you know i got your back you got my back and that's just what it is and so again man you know you know my family loves you we love you you know thank you so much for again coming on here and being open and honest with us because that's what our our show is based on transparency mm-hmm. based on being open based on being real about the ugly side of marriage the ugly side of relationships and the good side of relationships right. and i know when you and i were talking about doing a podcast or when, when you and i were talking about this podcast and you were saying you know you guys balance the good side of it and the bad side of it it's not too much good and it's not too much bad it's but it's it's real it's our experiences how we've walked through this life together in the past 10 years of us knowing each other and still working on it still working on it such a progress you know you've seen the transition of engagement marriage first kid second kid and just trying to wrap everything together and to keep it together so oh yeah you know and the ups and downs good bad and ugly you've seen that too yeah. uh, the uncomfortable conversation we're all getting old <laughs> yeah. you know what i am okay not, with that trust <laughs> me i'm not with you guys i'm not claiming that so real quick we'll go do a round robin real quick uh, if uh, anybody want to plug your social media uh mario you want to start out uh sure you know you can actually follow me on instagram at lopez underscore mario underscore all right. right. Well, I'm Jenny Grind. You can follow me on, on Instagram. It's Jenny Grind or Facebook. It's Jennifer Heath. You can find me on Instagram as Vaughn underscore Tuff. That's V-O-N underscore T-U-F-F. You can also follow us at Chameleon Love Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And you're listening to Chameleon Love.